Shalom, shalom. Peace and health upon all listening. Shalom to the elect scattered abroad and the strangers who are attached by Hasamach, the branch, in whom we believe and declare to the esteem of our Father, Yahuwah. Hasamach, the branch, who is our sovereign and master, Yahusha HaMashiach, the Messiah, the Word made flesh, the Son of Elohim. Welcome to Bread and Wine. Shalom, everyone. What's going on? Welcome to Bread and Wine. I'm your host, one of the five Hakeem. Caleb, how was your day today? My day was all right. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Not sorry. How was your day today? It was good. Next. (laughs) Come on, on, Yim Yahoo. Give me something, Marquis. Man, my day was pretty awesome. I can't lie. I didn't go to work today. Uh, got to spend some time with the yellow theme in the morning. Took a nice little jog with my Isha. Got the dogs out the house. You know what I'm saying? Uh, weather was good. Not not too hot out there. It's a little muggy, but we need the moisture. You know what I'm saying? I can't yeah. complain about that. So, just thankful. Legs on the track. How about you, Aki? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, Aki. I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing well too. I can. I have. I have no complaints. I do have a story to tell. Mm, testimony? Uh, not necessarily. Well, mm, okay. Put it like this, right? Just say how uh, how great the father is. All right. So, uh, I can't, I just came back from North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah, come on, raise up. <coughs> but don't do all the stuff. Um. <laughs> so, came back from North Carolina. Was talking to. Um, one of the guys I was working with, security dude, and he has saw my uh, my fringes, my fringes, my tassels, my zzz and everything. So he was like, "You uh, you an Israelite?" So I was like, "Yeah." So, cause it's weird because like you know how you can feel somebody staring at you. Was it like a like you think he was finna try to be funny, or you thought he nah, was being serious, it's, humble? It's, it sincere? was. I knew he was looking at me. Like when my back turned, like mm-hmm. I could feel someone was like looking at me, mm-hmm. and, like examining me. So, so I kind of, you know, I kind of turned around, looked at him. So then I kind of got out. We was in the food truck line, got out the way. So then you, then he turned around and looked straight at me again. I'm like, oh, he's actually looking at me now. So anyway, talked to him. He was like, I was like, yeah, I'm an Israelite. So he was like, um, what? Uh, I said, what do you, what do you know about Israelites? He was like. Man, I know a lot. I said, okay. I said, um, you know any Israelites? So he was like, yeah, yeah. It's two of them that work with me. So okay, cool. So <clears throat> then I explained to him in terms of uh, in terms of Hebrew Israelites and what the forefront is and and what that looks like. So I asked him. I said, okay. So in terms of have you heard it? Um, have you heard you know what's been portrayed? And the media, social media, everything like that. He said, yeah, he's heard that too, because I guess one of the guys that he knows is is sort of like that as well. 
So he was just like, yeah, you know, white people are Edomites. And he was saying this. And I was like, yeah, I don't believe that. So he was like, really? I said, yeah, I don't believe that. Um, then uh, he was saying that he was, a, um, <clears throat> he said, in terms of being an Israelite, right? The, the, one, the one guy told him that he said his mom is a Filipino. His dad is black. And the, the Israelite that said to him, he said, if you're dad was filipino and your mom was black you wouldn't be an israelite and i was like i don't know about that i said i don't believe that's true i said you know in terms of israelites been scattered throughout we've mixed and mingled with every single culture i said to fully understand and say i am from this tribe right here based upon blood i said i don't i don't know if you'll be able to find that out to be honest with you um and i told him that i consider myself a yahudi and the only reason I consider myself a Yahudi is because when I lived in Saudi Arabia, the Arabs called my dad that. My dad didn't call himself that. The other nations called him and recognized him as a Yahudi. So that's the only reason why I call myself a Yahudi is because of my dad. So long story short, we kept getting into conversations about keeping the commandments, um, understanding the reason for the Mashiach, uh, for forgiveness trans uh, forgiveness of sins and redemption matter of fact salvation and redemption and deliverance we actually gonna talk about that today but anyway just uh <coughs> just throw the topic out there um segue expert so uh, <laughs> so we um so one thing man that was really interesting that he was like he asked me this question he said has it changed your life and i said yeah, yeah. he said he said, for the better. I said, absolutely. absolutely. I said, certain things that I used to do, I don't do anymore. Um, I don't, I mean, personally, I don't use profanity. I don't eat certain things. I don't look at certain things. I don't have thoughts of these certain things um, that are against his word. So we would talk about like, well, how do you know the word is written upon your heart? Or how do you know that you have a clean heart towards him? I said, well, I said the whole entire time is that we we are we're doing this. We're, we're striving for this. I'm not to say that we already are there. We're striving for it. We've got to continue to walk this thing out. And so then, man, he was like, he was like, uh, man, I'm like 40 some years old. And I was like, so? I said, everyone has a starting point. And I guess that kind of, that really kind of clicked with him. Because after that conversation, you know, I got his number. Um, we was having more conversations. <laughs> I actually saw him. He was telling me he said uh, I sent him the YouTube for Path to Yahuwah and uh, My Living Branch, and he was he was watching the last lesson on uh, staying focused, get to the kingdom, um, at work. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I just uh, I'm just thankful. Uh, yeah, I'm just thankful to Yahuwah for that because um, just continue to work on his heart and um, continue to draw him closer to his word to Mashiach. So, that's the story I got. A follower, I, like, uh, it's funny that he got on to, like, him saying that he was a certain age and, you know what I'm saying, like, what that got to do with anything. Because I remember uh, my grand, she was the most devout woman I ever met in my life. And even when she was, like, you know what I'm saying, close to her last days, my mama had said she when she was having a conversation with her, she was like, I've been praying because I know some things that I taught y'all that was wrong. You know what I'm saying? As far as regards to scriptures or whatever. So that just lets you know that it don't matter what, how old you are, how young you are, things can be revealed to you. You know what I'm saying? And some new understanding can come about. 
Yeah, one yeah, thing we had I, a lady oh, uh, in the assembly um, a couple of months ago. She was in her 80s. She just now found the father's name, got immersed in his name, crying in the assembly because she's like, I just found out About in her that. 80s. So it's, it's, it, as long as you mm-hmm. can go, <sighs> mm-hmm. it ain't too late. It ain't too late. As long as you can grab breath in your lungs. Age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> hey, hit that. Uh, <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a shout out to R. Kelly. Just, no, no, please, please, please. No, 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 no. You, you said that's not a shout out to R. Kelly, right? Yep. I think Aaliyah was the one that did that song. She, but he, was, oh, he was on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. He, was, he wrote it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Sorry. <laughs> Segway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get up, get but yeah, there. so basically what I was what I was uh one thing that he was saying in terms of too old <clears throat> kinda came back to me later on after I had a conversation. I said, Look, man, I said Abraham was ninety nine years old when he got he circumcised. Did, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yo, he was ninety nine, but y'all who had called him like before that. Right, you, you know, know that thing hurt. He was laying in the heat. He was laying down in the heat. He's trying to heal. So I came, out, <laughs> he came, he came outside. He's <laughs> Spread eagle, you know what I'm saying? In the heat, trying to heal up. You already know he was so man. So, so anyway, um, that's just a little, you know, another thing that's bro. It's um, while you still got breath in your body, mm-hmm. you know, you that's that's the that's the father's compassion. One of the part of the father's compassion, you know, he's giving you a chance. So don't um. Don't be uh Don't take the time that you do got for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah, do, don't do that. So, um while So okay. You can see gonna do what now? You gonna put your glasses on. I got glasses on too, it's all good. So uh we don't need glasses over here. We got good eyes. Go ahead, mm-hmm. what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Question. Mm-hmm. Um we're talking about Mashiach, purpose of this podcast, Mashiach, right? Uh, what exactly is salvation? Uh, well, f- give, your, give your own personal view. You, when you hear that word, what comes to mind? Well, in general, being saved from something. Um, but, but not necessarily being saved as in, it's, it's almost like past tense. I've received salvation, you know, I've gotten salvation, but you've been saved from something that's trying to hurt you. If we're just going to stick with a quick layman's English definition. It has to be saved from something um, that would cause you harm. So to be rescued from something that will cause you harm to be what else? What else you got? I was going to say, yeah, it's like if I'm in a burning building um, uh, and a firefighter, someone comes in, they're saving me from the fires. Because if not, you're going to get burned. Hmm. Interesting. So what I got, of course, uh, I had to go to the Strong's. So I got the Strong's H3467. Strong's Concordance H3467, which is Yasha, which means to save, to be open, wide, or free, or to be free, to liberate, rescue, avenge, to deliver. Uh, also, in terms of just a little deeper 
uh, look in terms of the words um, from the Hebraic. This is just something. To, I don't know. It, it might be. It might be true. I don't know. I just when I was reading it, I was like, man, this kind of this kind of sounds like it's on point. Basically, it's the hand that rescues from the watching destroyer. Hmm. Yeah, that's wow. good. Yeah, that's deep. So, um, from the watching destroyer. From the watching destroyer. So meaning like, at all times, there's somebody out there trying to get you. It's mm-hmm. something watching you, ready to destroy you, and Yeshua is the hand that rescues you, and we know that hand to be Yahusha Hamashiach, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. What yeah. uh, what verse is that? Anyway, sorry. We'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in terms of we have understanding of, so let's just go with that, right? The hand that ro- that uh, rescues from a watching destroyer. So this destroyer, uh, one thing that we guys we talked about is. It rest. That's what we being saved from, in, in one in one aspect of it, being rescued from something that is watching to destroy us. What else, in terms of scripture, are we being saved from? Go ahead, Caleb. Well, um, the first answer, especially if you're dealing with other Israelites, you'll you'll hear this very a lot. You'll hear them say, you know, we're being saved from our enemies, uh, which is not something I disagree with. But I think we need to define who our enemy is, you know. Um, a lot of them want to focus on maybe one or two things. And I think we need to focus on something much more uh, specific if we're going to talk about who our enemy is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I would do is go into First Peter, um, let's see. Five, eight, five and eight. eight. I got yeah. that if you need it. I was going to pull it up on the sefer, but yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So we're defining right now enemies and who yes. exactly our enemies or enemy are slash is. Yeah. So First um, Peter five eight uh, it says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Now, this version says adversary, but there are other translations that do say enemy. Yeah, I got enemy. And it yeah. says uh, because your enemy is Shatan or the adversary. Okay. Then we have another verse here as uh, Ephesians 8, 10 through 12. All right. No, before you run six. there, uh, my question six. is would, would um, the adversary or Hashatan be one particular or is that a conglomerate? It's a conglomerate. It's it's a conglomerate. So you you do have one particular, but in general, you have a conglomerate of right. beings who really the word are not. Hashatan isn't a name. You know, Satan isn't a name. It's definitely a title. Like they said, it means the adversary. This is the reason why. And without getting too deep, it's the reason why in New Testament you see the term the devil. It's technically supposed to be the Satan, not Satan. Satan is not a proper name. It's a title. That's the reason why you're saying Hashatan, like Hamashiach, the Messiah, Hashatan, the Satan. That's how you're actually supposed to say it. You just call it Satan because he's an adversary. And the Hebrew definition to be a Satan is to go against something. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you got uh, Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. And well, before he goes to that, right? Um. And this is for uh, Israelites out there. 
that believe in terms of the the white man being uh the devil yeah. and Satan and the dragon and how no it's not correct so I'm gonna go to Ephesians 3 right mm-hmm. so it says Ephesians 3 verse 15 and it says I put enmity or hatred between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed he shall crush your head and you shall crush his heel so basically the reason why i wanted to bring that out is before nations were established there was an adversary that was established here that there was going to be hatred between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent so which is the Nakash or the serpent or the diviner or the deceiver. There are people who say that. Um, yeah, there are people that say that. You mean Genesis? Yeah, you said. Yeah. Oh, I see Ephesians. Genesis three fifteen. Genesis three fifteen. But there are people who say that the dragon is the white man. I have heard that before. I okay, heard that, I have heard that before. So I've I've never heard that, but so yeah, that that makes Revelations twelve one a little difficult because, and there appeared a wonderful a wonder in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in pain and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and caught and her child was caught up unto Elohim to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had placed, she had a place prepared of Elohim that they should feed her there a thousand four hundred and threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and the dragon fought in his angels. Problem. That's a lot of stuff for the white man to be doing. That's next level for a human being. That's in a different realm. That's that's in a whole different realm. Number one. Number two. Rome never chased after because the only white people that were in power during that time was Rome. Some people might say the Greeks, but the Greeks at that time were not in power. Their influence was still all over the world, but they were not in power. It was Rome. Rome actually never went after the Messiah. All, they kind of let that stuff go when everything that happened with the messiah in terms of crucifixion rome had to approve but they they didn't crucify him mm-hmm. they were just like yeah okay we approve it but but then once you get to verse seven you got to for those people who believe that you you got to rectify how michael and his and you got to show me where in history where the white man went and don't tell me they went to the moon because when they went to the moon there's three of them <laughs> and this is the official story it was three of them that went there with no weapons Hopped around and it came back. You mm. got to show me where they went to war. Ain't nobody ever been to the moon. Well, that's the I'm saying that if that's the story they want to go with, yeah. you got to explain to me where they was fighting. Angels. Then if you're an Israelite, you saying that? I yeah. Got a whole another question for you, but I'm not even gonna go there. Yeah. That's, okay. And then it says he was cast to earth. It's, it's I mean, it's yeah. That's that's yeah. a whole bunch of problems. So I, I'm, I'm saying I've heard it before. I've heard it. So, 
All right, go ahead to your segue, Aki. Uh, Ephesians six. six. Six and what did I say? Ten. 10 yeah. Twelve. All right. Ten through twelve. So, and we also mentioned that Hashatan is more of a is more of a conglomerate than it is a one ind- individual being. And there right. there is a specific being out there, but in particular, we're talking about a group, right? So Ephesians six and ten. Finally, my brethren, be strong in Yahuwah and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of Elohim that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or Hashatan. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, you but against what? principalities. Say it again. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Alright. For we wrestle not against the white man, the Edomite, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of Elohim, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand okay so jump back up to verse 12 right yeah he said that we wrestle against the principalities what's principalities well all these are military terms but specifically the principalities the powers the rulers of darkness of this world those would be putting it simply the powers that rule over the nations so So the deities, the deities that they that other nations worship the, the gods of the other nations gods of the other nations Deuteronomy the the 32 verses 8 through 9 in the Septuagint and in the Dead Sea Scrolls yeah, yeah. and in the Peshat pretty much every version except for the, the Masoretic text can someone get that out real quick okay I got it right here okay we said 7 through so uh, Deuteronomy 32 yeah. 7 through 9 so it says so this is coming from the uh, Septuagint, Deuteronomy 32. What's the Septuagint? So the Septuagint is a Greek, this now it's a pre-AD. So this is before Mashiach was even born. It is a... I thought AD tr- means after death. I thought BC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Bro. I thought... He said Dominion. I said pre-AD. Yeah, so I said it's pre-AD, so, so it's BC so time. BC, there we go, yeah. sorry. Yeah, or BCE before Common Era, then yeah. CE, Common Era. So they changed it to Common Era now? It's always been Common Era. It's, well, always well, been it's, well, it's, it's like that I in the secular people, realm. I did, I did, in the Christ. secular realm. Okay, yeah, right, yeah okay. in the secular realm is CE and BCE. When you talk about the uh, quote-unquote yeah. Christian realm, it's okay. BCE. I'm about to say, yeah. all right, that's that's the reason why. Okay, my yeah. bad, my bad, sleek guy. But the Septuagint, and, and eventually we'll have like some type of special thing just devoted to the different texts of scripture and things like that. But the Septuagint, LXX, the 70, it is specifically a translation of the Old Testament um, by Yahudim into from Hebrew into Greek. And the reason why they did it was because there was Yahudim living in Egypt who only could speak Greek and they couldn't speak Alexandria. Hebrew. They were living in Alexandria, couldn't speak Hebrew, but they wanted to be able to read the scriptures. So um, they actually went and got some uh, Yahudim and they translated the Hebrew into the Greek. That's uh, There's also another version of that tale, uh, not tale, but a story. I also believe, but I don't believe that's the focus, where... Uh, Philip, uh, not Philip, what was the the king of the time? But one of the, the Greek pharaohs, who, not pharaohs, the Greek kings who was ruling over Egypt at that time was just building up a collection of books. And Ptolemy? He, I think it was him, but it might have been somebody else. But he, was it, build, 
He was building a collection of books. This is after Alexander. Right? This is after Alexander. So it's one of his generals. It's one of his generals that, that inherited. It's Ptolemy. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't the first one. It was the second one. It was his son, probably. Yeah. Um, so he actually wanted to just build a collection of every book he could. And he said, okay, well, I need the book from the from the Yahudim. I need, I need their scriptures. So he went and sent and had people translate um, the Old Testament and from Hebrew into Greek. And he actually was so impressed with it, he actually made donations to the temple. And all of that is in Josephus. Um, and then you can read plenty of historians for um, the other one where they were just trying to get people to understand the scriptures in their native language. Um, even though the, the, the general story you're going to hear is that this is a one-time event, it actually happened over a couple of years that, that they're translating, which is why both of them probably are true. Uh, more than likely, it is that it started with Ptolemy saying, hey, I want to get every book. And as they were translating, he probably only cared about Torah. And then the other people, were like, well, we want all of our history. That's but, you know, that is the when you do, do the research on the LXS, that's what you're going to get. All right. So Deuteronomy 32, 7, starting at verse 7. Remember the days of old. Consider the years for past ages. Ask your father, and he shall relate to you, your elders, and they shall tell you. When the Most High divided the nations, when he separated the sons of Adam, or the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the nations according to the number of the messengers or angels of Elohim. Now, the King James Version reads... He set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel or children of Yahshua. So that is the reason why we bringing this out to show the discrepancy in that and how the understanding of that whole verse can change just off the strength of that. So I'm so glad you said that. And I apologize for this, too. Um, here it is right here. If you read. So if you read it like that, right, in terms of the children of Israel. So it says that he separated the nations according to the number of the children of Israel. Then it says, and his people, Jacob, became the portion of Yahuwah. That wouldn't mm -hmm. make, it yeah, wouldn't, it make it wouldn't, sense. It wouldn't make right. sense. It doesn't make sense. So It he, also doesn't make sense because Israel was just becoming a nation right. when mm -hmm. Moses wrote that. So why would he separate the people based on... The sons of Adam. Why the, would he separate why the, sons he sons, the sons of Adam? The sons of Adam based on the, the number, number of, of the sons of Israel when Israel is just now becoming exactly. a nation. Exactly. This you is thousands of years later yeah. at this point. So then it says, and his people, Jacob, Yahakob, became the portion of Yahuwah. Yashua'al, Israel, was the line of his inheritance. So literally what's going on here is the most high. Now, just to go into a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm, we have to really, like, summarize this. This is a whole nother, this whole is a whole nother, nother uh thing in and of itself this could be a whole nother topic but um, when you go into genesis right most people don't think about why certain things are arranged the way they are in the scripture when you go into genesis in the tower of babel right which is uh mm -hmm. 11 it starts off with and the whole earth was one language and one speech but the chapter before that is talking about how all the nations were split up and whose sons and at the end it says these are the families of the sons of noah or noah after their generations in their nations and by these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Now,
Now, remember, there's no chapters or verses originally. And the whole earth was one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. Who journeyed from the east? Everybody. Everybody. That they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Right. So I'm just going to skip down a little bit. Um, so it says seven. Go to let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So Yahuwah scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. Right. Therefore, the name of it is called Babel because Yahuwah did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did Yahuwah scatter them abroad from the face of all the earth. This is the event that Deuteronomy 32 is talking about. All right. Mm -hmm. The reason why Genesis 10 is letting you know how the earth was split is because in Deuteronomy, not Deuteronomy, Genesis 11 is telling you the event that occurred that made the earth split, that made the people get separated. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's basically, once he separated them, he assigned them to different powers and principalities. All right. Again, quick layman summary of what's happening but that's a whole that's other a topic whole, yeah, deep, deep topic in and of itself right but the reason why that's important is because these powers and principalities that he assigned them to they do not they are in rebellion against yahuwah everybody's goal was to support was supposed to come back to yahuwah that's that's what it's supposed to be they are against yahuwah so a lot all of the sin all of the wickedness they either promote it or don't do anything about it when they see it psalms 82 i believe um yeah psalms 82 right where he's actually condemning them a lot of people say when they read the part uh um i have called ye i'm going to use the english term i have called ye gods but ye shall die like men everybody wants to focus on that first part and say that's us but they ignore the second part where men already die so he can't psalms be talking to 82 us two and six i have said yeah. ye are gods and all of you are the children of the most high but ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes Yes. So question is, why would he tell a human that, that they are gonna die, gonna die like, a like a man and fall like one of the princes? When men do that. Exactly. Right? But if you go up in that verse, he's condemning them because they're allowing evil and they're not defending the widow and the poor. Right? So now we have to now that we've established that, when we as a people, Israel, when we get mad at the white man for the things they've done to us, and they've done some messed up stuff. I don't think anybody here is going to deny that. No, Man, the nations have done the, the, messed up stuff. The nations in general have done some messed up stuff to the, us. The Greeks, the Romans, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, Assyrians the Arabs. Bad, who else? The, what other captivity? Africans. Africans. Kazarians. Kazarians. Kazarian, bro, like everyone. Indi the Indians, the Chinese. Yeah, there's not a nation on this earth. Exactly. There's, that not you, one. That, there's not one that you can't name that has not done us dirty in one way, shape, or form. And I mean, and I'm not talking about just a little, I'm talking about bad, bad, mm -hmm. right? There's actually some stuff that happened to us in Africa and in Saudi Arabia and things like that. That's worse. That's actually a little worse than some of the stuff we've had to deal with. So if, if we've had to deal with some stuff here, imagine what they've had to deal with over there. If we're, I'm telling you, it's bad. Genocide, real. Yeah. It, it's, it's bad. So because there's no place that we can honestly say that we've gone and been able to just be like okay we're good here as long as there's it's other nine. nations there we no. can't one thing we cannot do is say the devil is the white man specifically because mm -hmm. they've all have done some stuff right which makes me think okay so boom right a lot of times when you deal with uh people trying to bring out other people into the truth 
they go to uh, Deuteronomy 28, right? Yeah. And they go down to 68. And it says, and it says, and Yahuwah shall bring thee into Egypt again, which we know Egypt is synonymous for house of bondage, with ships. By the way whereof I spake unto thee, that thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bonding men and bond women, and no man shall buy you. So in that sense of being sold into your enemies, is that you t- equating that with we go we under jurisdiction of other of other mighty of, of other uh, mighty ones of other, other guys, and because ultimately, and again, this is this can get so deep. I'm not trying to get off the subject, but ultimately, because Yahuwah wants to use Israel, the nation that He literally created, in order to do certain things in the world, as long as we remain scattered and in sin and under their jurisdiction. Mm-hmm they actually get to reign longer, right? So this is, it's, again, this is a whole lot deeper than a lot of people think it is. I'm not saying that the white man is innocent. I'm not saying that when the Most High returns and gathers his people that there's not going to have to be judgments that's going to have to be paid. But we focus so much on them and what they're doing that we're missing so many other things. This is a lot bigger than just skin color and, to be very honest with you, even human DNA nationality. This is deep. <clears throat> so, so let's go. Oh, what you about to say? Okay. I was going to bring out Luke one right before we, you know, what I'm saying. Oh yeah, go ahead. Now, so all right, this is Luke one, um, starting at verse sixty eight. It says, "Blessed be Yahuwah Elohim of Israel, for He have visited and redeemed His people. He have raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of His servant David, as He spake by the mouth of His holy prophets or His set apart prophets." which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, his set apart covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he will grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. When you when I hear delivered out of the hand of our enemies so that we may serve him without fear, I immediately think about when they was in Egypt and Misraim and they was requesting to be released so they can go serve Yahuwah in the wilderness as they properly, you know, properly like they supposed to. Mm-hmm. And he was not trying to do that. But at the same time, Egyptians were black folks. Yahuwah mm-hmm. said yeah. Egyptians were black. I'm a I'm a conduct judgment. On the guys of Egypt. Yeah. Yep. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a judge the guys of Egypt. And matter of fact, where's that at? Yeah, ultimately, one thing I will say, and before I, I go to the next scripture, because we're saying a lot of this stuff, and I want to really go into scripture to show that the things that happen in in the heavens and the Shamayim and the realm that's above us has a direct effect on how things occur here. So the wickedness and the evil that you have experienced from the white man that we've experienced from, um, you know, that we've experienced from all these different people. It's not just because they're just so evil in their DNA. Part of it is because they're evil, but part of it is also because of the ones who they serve. Mm-hmm. Right. So what was the scripture you were about to pull up? Exodus twelve twelve. OK, so while you're pulling that up, I want to go to Daniel 10. Mm-hmm. Right. So what's going on here? Daniel, actually, if, if, for those of you who don't know, Daniel was taken into the Babylonian captivity, right? Now, there's going to be some terms here that are a little Babylonian, like, right? So instead of saying sons of Elohim, they call them princes, right? But Daniel's been praying, 
And now he finally gets an answer to his prayer. But listen to why it took why why it took a while for him to get an answer. Okay, so this is Daniel talking. He said, "Yet heard I a voice of his words, and when I heard, and he's talking to a Malachim right now, uh, our angel. Yet heard I the voice of his words. What and verse when you I, in right now? Uh, Daniel ten and nine. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yet I heard the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then I was in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, or Daniel." A man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto you and stand upright. For unto you am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then he said unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before your Elohim, your words were heard and I am come for your words. Mm. Watch this. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Mikael or Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to you, now I'm come to make you understand what shall befall your people in the latter days. For yet the vision is for many days. So in other words, Daniel prayed. The most I heard him sent this this angel to talk to him. And the moment he goes to talk to him, somebody tried to stop him. He got held up. He got held up. He had to go and get a help from the chief uh-huh. angel Top to help him fight and get through so he can mm-hmm. talk to Daniel. So we're not thinking about stuff like that. None of this. None of these are people. Uh, and then we could jump down also in Daniel 10. Let's jump down to verse 20 and 21. When it says, then said he, knowest thou wherefore I come unto thee, and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I'm going forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. So he going, like, you fighting yeah. mighty, they, like, you know what I'm saying? Fighting. They fighting. They are fighting. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a constant battle since the beginning uh, in the unseen realm. And think, and just off the sense of that, you just said he was fighting, who was he fighting in, uh, uh, okay, Persia. Mm-hmm. That was a captivity. You got Greece. Greece was a captivity after. Yeah, Persia. And how did how did the Greeks treat our people? Horrible. I'm talking about one Reed of the Maccabees. worst. Horrible. One of the worst. Right. Another thing to consider is like just like um, in our realm and uh, man, uh, nations throughout the history of mankind have been fighting for. Physical geography and, ter- mm-hmm. and territory, the same thing happens uh, Every in, the yeah. in the spiritual realm. The They're spiritual fighting realm. for territory. Mm-hmm. We just don't see those boundaries. We just don't see them. But we see, well, we feel the ramifications of them because of who worships those deities. Mm-hmm. So if they worship a deity that is fighting our world, well, they're not fighting our Elohim directly. They're fighting the people that represent our Elohim then ultimately we're going to feel the effects of that, especially if we keep sinning and the Most High has allowed us to go into those jurisdictions. So we're also being saved from our sins. Okay, let's bring it up. So let's go to, let's go to John 10 and 10. Regular John or numbered John? The regular. regular. All right. <laughs> Regular job. Actually, actually, let me uh, let me see something. 
All right. Actually, I'm not going to start with John 10 and 10. I'm going to start with Romans 6 and 23. Talking about, we already know that sin is transgression of the law. We've already established that. So when you, when you sin, you transgress the law. And when you transgress the law, the penalty of that or the reward of that is death. So, Romans 6.23. But the wages of sin, or the reward of sin, is death. And the gift of Elohim is life. That is eternal in Yahusha HaMashiach. John 10 and 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to slaughter or to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may possess life and they may possess it beyond measure or more abundantly just hearing how you put that the wages wages is what you get after you work a job right that's what yeah. you earn that's I, what you earn right you earn. when you work for something you will earn your wages you feel me yeah so if i'm doing these if i'm doing these works i'm doing lawlessness i'm dead <laughs> <laughs> if I'm doing lawlessness, <laughs> this is my wages that I get, get a for full that. day's pay of, of death. 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 Yeah. Of death. Simple as that. You're gonna be rich and death. A full day's pay of death. Full day's pay of death. Hmm. So, Overtime. <laughs> time and a half of death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, in terms of salvation, in terms of being saved. This is where Mashiach, Yahusha, the word made flesh, the son of Elohim, comes in. Matthew 1, 21. Yeah, that's where I was about to go. I started 20. Started 20. You want to start at 20? Started 20. Bet. But while he thought about this, see, a messenger of Yahuwah appeared to him in a dream, saying, Yosef, son of Daud, do not be afraid to take Miriam as your wife for that which is in her right. <laughs> was brought forth from the set of our spirit. <laughs> you knew I was going. You knew I knew you were going to do it. You knew I was going to do it. All right. Okay. Yosef, son of Daud, do not be afraid to take Miriam as your wife for that which is in her was brought forth from the set of our spirit. And she shall give birth to a son and you shall call his name Yahusha, for he shall save his people from their sins. Off the rip, you get the definition of his name. Bam. Yahusha. Yahuwah is salvation. Yahuwah is salvation. Yahuwah is deliverance. Yeah, so when we say save from our sins, right? And, and let me bring out one more scripture really quick. Uh, go with something from the Tanakh. You can go with Isaiah... 44 and 22. Bo, bo. 4, 4, and 2, 2. All right. So I'm going to start at 21, actually. So remember these, O Yaakov and Yesharah, for you are my servant. I have formed you, as we said earlier. You are my servant, O Yesharah. You shall not be forgotten of me. I have blotted out as a thick cloud your transgression, and as a cloud your sins return unto me, for I have redeemed you. I'm going to read that one more time. I have blotted out as a thick cloud your thick. transgressions and as a cloud your sins. Return unto me for I have redeemed you. Sing, O ye heavens, for Yahuwah has done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains, O forest and every tree therein. 
for Yahuwah has redeemed Yaakov and esteemed himself in Yasharal. So, man, that's how great you, that's how great Yasharal is, man. To the father. So, because we have, <laughs> <laughs> so let me make that clear right, right now. <laughs> to the father. To the father. <laughs> so, because of what we have done. <laughs> And I'm not just talking about us, our forefathers as well, what we continue to do as a nation. We really don't deserve to be here. Nope. I mean, if, if you read Leviticus, he he outright says, you know, in the, the version of the curses that are listed in Leviticus, he outright says, I'm going to pursue you with this stuff until I've destroyed you. We're supposed to be destroyed. Not a single one of us is supposed to be here right now. Yo, right? Right, your righteousness is as filthy. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Yeah, not a it's single disgusting. one of us is supposed to be here. And even if Israel as a whole didn't mess up that much. Think about you personally. You probably shouldn't be here right now. So when he says he's coming to save us from our sins, salvation from our sins, there's a penalty. As he just spoke, wages of sins is death. There's a penalty that we're supposed to pay. We are supposed to be dead. That's what we're supposed to pay. Right. And not just dead on this side, but not getting into the kingdom either. So we die this death. And in Revelations, we die a second death. But because he has given us that atoning sacrifice of Yahusha, we have been saved if we choose to accept him and if we continue to if we turn to him as the scripture said and live in righteousness from that point onward we will be saved from our sins so that is a salvation that we do need to recognize it's not just from our enemies earthly or supernatural but also from the things that we have done you saying what you said with from uh the offering of Yahusha, it brought me to Jubilees, chapter 21. It says, uh, verse 19, it says, And take no gifts for the blood of man, let it, lest it be shed with impunity, without judgment. For it is the blood that is shed that causes the earth to sin. Mm -hmm. And the earth cannot be cleansed from the blood of man, save by the blood of him who shed it. And it was only one person's blood who could have even been capable of Worthy enough. Worthy enough to be as a offering up to Yahuwah for that for unblemished lamb. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So hallelujah for that. Hallelujah. So since we're talking about being saved from death, uh I got Psalm sixty eight, eighteen through twenty. You have ascended on high, you have led captivity captive. What do you mean by that? He didn't whatever whatever captivity is he didn't took hold of it mm. like whatever the, captivity is the spirit behind captivity but oh, that's mm -hmm. again deep conversation we'll no, get i'm there. just i'm just <laughs> you know, in terms of in terms of yeah. bondage and captivity he didn't he didn't overthrown it and i know you under my subjection now that's crazy um you have received gifts among men even the rebellious that yah yahoo Elohim might dwell there Blessed be Yahuwah, day by day he bears our burden. The L of our deliverance, Selah. Our L is the L of deliverance. And to Yahuwah, the master, belongs escape from death. Makes me think about uh, that verse. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it says, uh, Why would you fear man? Who should you fear? I can't, I'm, yeah, why, why, you why fear would you man fear a man who can destroy go, the body but can't destroy the soul? There you go. You feel me? Fear the one that can that destroy the body and the soul. 
So I want to go to Isaiah 25, uh, 8 and 9, because, you know, we already said we're being delivered from our enemies and, and death is one of the enemies we're being delivered from. But we specific, specifically want to hone in on death for a reason. So uh, 25, 8 start here says he will swallow up death and victory and Adonai Yahuwah will wipe away tears from off all faces and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth for Yahuwah has spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, lo, this is our Elohim. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is Yahuwah. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his Yeshua, our salvation. Now, again, 25, 8, when you talk about death shall be swallowed up in victory. Again, deep conversation. All of this really ties in, in together. But, you know, there's a spirit behind death. Mm -hmm. And even that in and of itself is kind of referencing something that culturally that the people understood um, from the people around them where they actually believe that every year uh, one of their deities got swallowed up by death, right? Because death was like this all encompassing thing that was just always hungry. So Isaiah flips it and says, who is going to swallow death up? That's it. Death is not going to be here anymore. It's going to be something that's gone. We're not going to have to deal with it anymore. It's over. Everlasting it is life. something that you will be delivered from and saved from this thing that from our vantage point in this earth right now that swallows everybody right we we say it all the time all, all i only got two things i got to do be black and die we accept that one day all of us is going to die but this thing that is going to get everybody one day will get got and those of us who hmm. have been redeemed will be saved from it if if you go in this time you just sleep That's hey, that was dope. Yeah, I like the way you put that. That was awesome for real, for real. Uh, it just also made me think about in Exodus when he sent the uh, death throughout Egypt. You know what I'm saying? And uh, killed all the firstborns of everything. Oh, since yeah. you brought it up, let me go to uh, Exodus twelve twelve because I wasn't I, I kind of forgot about it but I didn't forget about it <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't but I wasn't gonna go to it because we didn't even tie but then you just said that so just like oh yeah, well, yeah, might as well talk yeah, about yeah, it now yeah. <laughs> Exodus twelve twelve and I will go throughout the land of Egypt and that night I will smite every firstborn in the land of Egypt both man and beast and on all the gods of Egypt will I execute vengeance mm -hmm. i am yahuwah so if, if you're seeing like if, if you're paying attention all all these things are connecting you know what i mean there's you have the the principalities and the powers the gods of the other nations you know who are fighting against us we have ourselves that are fighting against us and ultimately the big one that is fighting against us and yahuwah has sent yahusha to save and deliver us through yahoo uh, i should say would deliver us from all of those things. Um, how? Like you said. Yeah. I just want to land back on what you just said. How it's all connected together. The powers of principalities encouraging people to sin. They encourage you to sin. They want you to sin. Well, they want which us to will sin. In, which in will inevitably give you death. We inevitably give you death. Mm -hmm. The three things you're being saved from. Principalities. Yep. Sin and death. So what did Mashiach say? He said, I've come to give life and to give it more abundantly. Yep. The the gift of Yahuwah is life and that eternal. And then also uh, for John 3, 34 to 36, 
For he whom Yahuwah has said speaks the words of Yahuwah. For Yahuwah does not give the spirit with by measure. So basically, in terms of Mashiach, he did not have a limit or a measure on, on the Ruach. The yeah. father loves the son and has given all into his hand. He who believes in the son possesses everlasting life. So if you believe in the son, you possess everlasting life. But here, what he's talking about belief. But he who does not obey the mm-hmm. son shall not see life. You're going to see death. So to believe, you got to believe enough to right. obey. To, to believe be is to obey. Faith always needs to provi- produce some type of action. Yeah, That's your was it was uh, belief without works is dead. It don't mean nothing. You can believe all you want to and not do anything. It's dead. It doesn't mean anything. It says, let me read that again. He who believes in the son possesses everlasting life. But he who does not obey the son shall not see life, but the wrath of Yahuwah remains on him. I just want to add one more thing. First uh, Peter five and eight. So be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, Hashatan, as a roaring lion. I'm pretty sure we read this already as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. And the yeah. perfect segue to Matthew 12. Uh, starting in verse 43, when the unclean Ruach or Ruach of mm-hmm. spirit is going out of a man, he walketh through dry places. And just going to dry places is another whole thing. We're not going to get there. Seeking rest and findeth none. Then he said, I will return into my house from which I came out. I'm going back to that certain person I just I came out I'm of. I'm going back to him. Because I don't know. I ain't got nowhere else to go. And when he has come, he findeth empty, swept, and garnished. Oh, snap. He done, he thought, yeah, he he done changed up. up. You know what I'm saying? He trying to get his life together. Oh, this is nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is nice in here. So, boom. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Oh, I'm going to need some help to come and ruin this dude because he think he, you know what I'm saying? He's starting to get himself together. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it also be unto this wicked generation. That goes into one of the verses we brought out earlier. The full armor is what you're going to need mm-hmm. in this. You're going to need the full armor to, because it's an everyday battle, everyday struggle. Y'all ever seen somebody who, just in the world, they had an addiction and they might have recovered from the addiction mm-hmm. and then they relapse? It's even worse. It's even it's worse. Always, it's always worse. Time. Even if it's not necessarily drugs, it could be just anything. Because that, that how you get when you go back is almost like brand new it's, again. It's brand new again. Because you done been clean for a little while. But it's but it's like now they're just worse with it. Because like I don't care no more. I'm back I'm back in this thing. But sometimes not even they don't care anymore. Because sometimes they actually feel bad about it. But mm-hmm. it's still just can't worse. Can't even, yeah. Can't, can't shake it. But they shake it. <laughs> can't shake what they shaking. It's interesting one thing that y'all said is that I mean, I think, Caleb, you said it. Like, everything is connected. Mm-hmm. There's nothing random about anything in life. There, and, uh, ran into one of my big brothers from Hampton University, right? And it's crazy because when I was in the car uh, driving from North Carolina, it came to mind, like, yo, everything is connected. You know, some people may not believe that 
like some people believe in chance some people believe in mm-hmm. certain things but it's like nah man like literally everything has like there's a there's a connection between why this happened why that happened why this happened it's almost like it's just a, it's just a book just unfolding like before you um and the and one thing that came to mind is that uh I remember having a conversation with somebody else and don't know how many people actually believe this, but they said that we do not have choice. Mm-hmm. We do not have choice. Um, that is a lie. So by saying we don't have choice, they basically saying like everything is predetermined. Predetermined. Like yeah, from the time you so like like room. predestination. It's like yeah, it's like predestination, but it's more so on the. On the extreme of you don't have a choice in what you actually do. Like, if I get up in the morning and I put my left foot down before my right foot, I did not have a choice in that. The father put that in your heart. The father (laughs) wanted to direct me to do that. And I'm going to go to Deuteronomy, right? That's exactly where I was about to go. Deuteronomy 30. (laughs) Um, I'm going to start at... So the hokey pokey was not... (laughs) (laughs) so deuteronomy i'm gonna start at verse 30 verse 15 it says behold i have set before you this day life and death good and evil if you will listen to the commands of yahuwah your alahim which i command you this day to love yahuwah your alahim to walk in all his ways to keep his ordinances his judgments, then you will live, and you shall be many in number, and Yahuwah your Elohim will bless you in all the land to which you go to inherit. But, this is a but, if your heart changes, and you will not listen, and you go astray and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you this day that you shall be utterly perish. And you shall by no means live long upon the land to which you go over the Jordan to inherit. I call both heaven and earth to witness against you this day. I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose you this life that you and your seed will live or you and your children or your inheritance will live to love Yahuwah your Elohim, to listen to his voice. To cleave to him, for this is your life and the length of your days. And you should dwell upon the land which Yahuwah swore to your fathers, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yahakob, to give to them. That's a lot of choice. So, the whole thing sounds like, yeah, this is a choice. Because yeah. has, That's I, a lot of choice. I heard the word choose and yeah. if. With that, though, you because oftentimes you talk to like, a, I don't know if y'all have talked to any atheists. Or anything like that, but I've had discussions with atheists, yeah. and one of the main things they say is, "Oh, if he's all loving, and why would he allow such 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 to happen?" And like you just said, People nothing is coincidence. Everything has, is 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 due to something that somebody did. A lot of times, you don't know that you ain't just hurting yourself when you mess up. You hurting mm-hmm. others around you. You know what I'm saying? And it's no way that the father would purposely cause you to turn away from him. That's a decision that you have to make. Sin is as a boomerang. Exactly. Yeah. It's a club. You throw and it out and it comes back. If I'm the if I'm the owner of the club, 
why would I want somebody who talking down on me, not doing what I'm asking them to do? To be in my club. To be in my club. Why would I let you through the door? Get out. What's that joint for the Chris Brown joint? <laughs> you hating from outside the club, you can't even get in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here's another one. Because we use this a lot of times when we're talking about the uh, the sojourner, the stranger. But it says something interesting. What's so the stranger I, again? You said the Vegas 19, 33 through 34. Well, I'm going to Isaiah 56. Oh, that through. works too. Go there. Yeah. So um, thus says Yahuwah, guard ye judgment and do justice for my Yeshua salvation. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man that does this and the son of Adam that lays hold on it that guards the Shabbat from polluting it and guards his hand from doing any evil. Neither let the son of the stranger that has joined himself to Yahuwah speak, saying, Yahuwah has utterly separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. I just throw this out there. It actually is saying salvation can come to the stranger. But but this is the part I really want you to, to focus on. For thus says Yahuwah unto the eunuchs that guard my Shabbats and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. Even unto them will I give in my house and within my walls a place and a name better than of sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. The reason why this is so important is because if you know Torah, if you had your member crushed or cut off, when it came down to the temple, there were certain things you couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And the tabernacle, certain things you couldn't do. Right? So he's saying that if you, understanding that, if you choose the things that please me, I'm going to give you something that's better than sons and daughters. I'm going to give you everlasting name. How's he going to give you everlasting name? By saving you from death. You see how it's connecting? It, I think it's hard. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to tell I was you. I was going to keep reading. I, look, keep reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, the sons of the stranger that join themselves to Yahuwah to serve him and to love the name of Yahuwah, to be his servants. Whose servants? His servants. His servants. What's the stranger again? Oh, you want me to define it? I got it right. I here. was about to say because in, di- in no, because in, in this and <laughs> this text, the word is not the normal word for stranger. It's a very specific word in uh, this verse. It says it says uh foreign, alien, foreigner, that which is foreign, foreign gods. Yeah, that's alien, the one for this one. A uh, a heathendom. You're them. just not from that area. You are not an Israelite by any means, shape, form, or fashion. You are not. It's like a Gentile. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but we're all a Gentile. A Gentile just means nation. Yeah, Gentile just means nation. So very much true. Yeah, but the stranger here specifically, you are not. Yeah, in the car. You ain't it. You are not Israelite. <laughs> so you ain't it. <laughs> like, Use of a strange god. So also the sons of the stranger. That how did you do that? Oh. So also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to Yahuwah to serve him and to love the name of Yahuwah, to be his servants. Everyone that guards the Shabbat from polluting it and takes my covenant, takes hold of my covenant. Even them will I bring to my set apart mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their ascending smoke offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. Same thing. When you go into the Torah, Deuteronomy in particular. The Gentile, the stranger, when it came down to the temple, there were certain things, you know, you, you can't come here. You, you Gentile, stranger, can't come in, right? He's letting you know. Hey, what, that was verse 7, right? Yeah. Please read verse 8. Adonai Yahuwah, which gathers the outcasts of Yasharal, says, 
Yet will I gather others to him. Good gracious. <laughs> Yet will I gather others to him besides those that are gathered unto him. Besides. Besides. He said, yeah. he said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Good gracious. <laughs> <laughs> what did Chris Tucker say in Rush Hour? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I didn't get a good look at that. Hold on, man. Hold on. Rock your whore. Um, uh, read that for me one more time. Adonai Yahuwah, which gathers the outcasts of Yasharal, says. Time out. The master Yahuwah, which gathers the outcasts of who? Yasharal. So that means everybody that's scattered right now. <laughs> everybody that's scattered. Gather- that's okay. part of Yasharal. So the master Yahuwah gathers the outcasts of Yasharal, Israel. I'm going to read verse 9 after that, too. And what else? Yet will I gather others to him beside those that are gathered unto him. Yet I will gather others. Have y'all heard people say that that the most high call, which is true in, in, in Isaiah, he says that the most high are like brute beasts unto him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Verse nine. All ye beasts of the field come to devour. Yea, all ye beasts in the forest. Mm. Sound like everybody can, can, can gain <laughs> salvation to me. If um, you so choose. If you choose. If you choose, mm-hmm. if you you choose, choose what, right? You choose yeah. his covenant. You choose mm-hmm. his covenant. You choose his ordinances. Man is choose life. You believe and obey the Mashiach. Go ahead, what you about to say? I no, it's, as soon as you said believe and obey, I got something ready to go as soon as you're done. Believe and and obey. My man got scriptures cocked and loaded. The word. Cocked and loaded. Matter of fact, yeah, you believe and obey. Matter of fact, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just read it for me one more time, just so, just to make sure I'm not misquoting anything because I don't want to misquote what he said. For he whom Elohim Yahuwah has sent speaks the words of Yahuwah. For Yahuwah does not give him. A spirit by measure. The father loves the son and has given all into his hands. He who believes in the son possesses everlasting life. But he who does not obey the son shall, n- shall not see life. But the wrath of Yahuwah remains on him. Hmm. So believe and obey. Go ahead, Aki. <laughs> he was hyped. This is the continuation on uh, belief and obedience. This man, is we need to get John three. See how this man smiles. Says, uh, <laughs> see what sort of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called Elohim's children, and indeed we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Mm-hmm. Dear friends, uh, let me stop right there. When it says it did not know Him, like uh, what book is it? When it says, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you do lawlessness, He doesn't know you. You don't know you. So if if we do His law, He knows us. But those who don't do His law. He, he don't know he them. Said, he my said, sheep, that, my sheep know me. Mm-hmm. Right? And they hear my voice. And they hear my it voice. Said the, mm-hmm. It said the world doesn't know him. Yep. Yeah, because the world is lawlessness. And they don't yep. hear his voice. Because so, Hashatan is the god of this world. But that's a whole other segment. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to verse two. Dear friends, we are Elohim's children now. And what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that whenever it is revealed, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is light. And everyone who has this hope focused on him purifies himself just as Yahusha is pure everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness indeed sin is lawlessness and you know that Yahusha was revealed to take away sins hmm. and in him there is no sin 
everyone who resides in him does not sin. Okay, so. So to uh, reside in him means to. Obey. 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 So in him, there is no lawlessness. None. Mm-hmm. There's no lawlessness. And what else does it say about, about him and concerning sin? The la- I think like the last three things you just said. Let me see. One was like in him there it is says, no sin. It says and in him there is no sin. So in him there is no lawlessness. What else? There is no sin. What else? Well, I mean, sin is lawlessness. I mean, just oh. like continue read my bad. Oh, uh, this is the next verse. <laughs> uh, everyone who resides <laughs> in him does not sin. So anyone that was in him? In him. So you believe in him and you obey what he said. You do no lawlessness. You do no lawlessness. Continue. Everyone who sins has neither seen him nor known him. Mm-hmm. Little children, let no one deceive you. The one who practices righteousness is righteousness. I was at Deuteronomy six twenty five. When you do the law, it shall be righteousness. Shall be righteous. There we go. Just as our righteousness, just as Yahusha is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil. So mm-hmm. those who are saying the white man is the devil, everyone who does lawlessness is, is of, the, of devil. the devil. Every, Doesn't matter what their skin color is. They can be they can be of Israel wearing a menorah, a star of David, and everything else. If they are out here sinning, they are of Ha Shatan. The star and they of shall David. be treated. It's two seeds out here. It's, yeah. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of Elohim was revealed to destroy the works of the devil, the works of sin. Everyone who has been fathered by Elohim does not practice sin because Yahuwah's seed resides in him. Now we know that the seed is the word. And thus he is not able to sin because he has been fathered by Elohim. By this, the children of Elohim and the children of the devil are revealed. The two seeds right there. Everyone who does not practice righteousness, the one who does not love his brother is not of Elohim. Hmm. I didn't hear a color get uttered not one time. Not one time. But because then, then the part that says the one who does not love his fellow is not of Elohim. I mean, his love his brother. Now the Messiah told us, "Who is my brother?" Like those my that keep those my, that keep, there we go. He says, that keep the commandments." Who is my brother, who is my sister? That the that, ones that do desire of my father. Hear my word. That, so that First John three just tied this whole thing all together. And see, that takes us also back because remember, <clears throat> when I was speaking earlier, I said that Yahuwah created Israel. He gave the other nations, and the Tower of Babel itself is another deep conversation. Man, this this thing can get deep. And we're, we're just try, more just just trying yeah, just so trying to keep it at, at a stage where everyone can follow along and not get kind of lost in the sauce surface <clears> level. And yeah, it's 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 because I I'm I'm, I'm quick to go into to a topic deep. I had to watch what I was gonna say there. Somebody pause me. Uh, quick <laughs> to go in deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, edit that out. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but um, basically at the Tower of Babel, when you look up what the tower itself was and what was going on there culturally, Sumerian culture, it's more than they were just trying to build something to go up physically into heaven. It was something they were doing. Mm, they had a motive. They had a motive, and how they were going to achieve that motive was something the Most High was like, "No, nah, we ain't doing this." So when he split them up and gave them to the sons of uh, the, the principalities, right? He literally, they basically said, we, that's who we want. And he said, all right, cool. And he said, I'm done with y'all. But he created Israel, right? And gave Israel the law, right? The way he wanted everyone to act and behave. And the purpose of that 
or so that Israel would be, as it says in Exodus, the a nation of priests. That was the purpose, right? Mm-hmm. What do priests do? They do quite a few things. Mm-hmm. One of the things they do is teach. One of the things they do is they are be like a go-between. You know, they, they do the sacrifices as a mediator. There's so mediator. many things that priests do. Which Mashiach is. But who are we going to be priests to? The nations. Right? Now, in our in our system, right, we have the Levites. They were the priests. Mm-hmm. Could a non-Levite work in the temple? No. Are you sure about that? Yes. They could? Yes. Was was Samuel a Levite? Oh, Ooh, yeah, he was yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not. His mother dedicated him to Yahuwah because oh, she yeah. was barren. The guy who uh, went to war and said, the first person, that, or the first thing that walks out my house, I'm going to dedicate to Yahuwah. He meant sacrifice, but what's the first person that came His out? Daughter. Go do the research. She ended up serving in the temple for the rest of her life and she never got married. When it says they bewailed her virginity, it's because she never got married. She served in the temple. David ran in the temple. He wasn't in Levite either. Mm-hmm. David mm-hmm. ate that showbread. He ate the showbread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could dedicate yourself or become dedicated to the Most High and work in the tabernacle or in the temple and work in the tabernacle or in the temple despite not being a Levite, right? So now when we bring it to us. Obedience. (laughs) (laughs) So now when we bring it to us, right, we're supposed to be a nation of priests. Mm -hmm. But there are other people Mm -hmm. who want to serve Yahuwah. And they, some of them are like, listen, I'm alive now. I don't necessarily have to wait till the end to be like, okay, let me wait for Israel. I want to serve Yahuwah now. Mm -hmm. What do I got to do? Right? And they're not thinking about a lot of the stuff that we think about, they're just like, listen, I just want to serve the father. These are actually your people. I'm going to give them respect. I like what you said because, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people in the truth like to say, uh, y'all will cleave to the house of Jacob or the house of Yaakov the same way Yahuwah commanded that we cleave to him. Mm-hmm. Cleaving to him was what? Drawing closer. Drawing closer. Drawing closer to him, doing what he desired. Mm-hmm. So if we doing what he desired and they trying to cleave to us, that means they're going to do what he desired. Exactly. It's just it is as simple as that. But the other thing is <clears throat> his service. We also have. And if somebody can pull the verse up for me, too, because I'm, I'm free flowing off the brain uh, where it talks about being grafted in. Oh, that's uh, oh, Romans 11. Romans? Yeah, nah, that's Romans that 11. I, I think a lot of us, we're so used to hearing these terms it's in the scripture that we're not really thinking about where they originate from. Grafting in is a farming term, okay? And it has to do, and I think I said this on a podcast before, but it has to do with where, and uh, actually, Jediah Malik, shout out to him really quick. He, yeah, if you can bring that verse up. He has a good video explaining what it is. Uh, when you have a tree that you're planting, right, you may have wild trees around there. The tree you're planting, every branch is not going to be good. So you cut those bad branches off because they're not going to produce fruit. Mm-hmm. But in the wild tree, those wild trees have to get cut down. They have to be burned. But there might be some good branches in those wild trees. So what you do is you cut the good branches off from the wild tree mm-hmm. and you go into the area of the tree that you cut the bad branches off from the one you're going to keep and you do some things on the edge. You literally put it inside of that missing spot and you graft it in and eventually it will grow and heal and become part of the tree that you want to keep. That is what grafting in means. 
So these other nations, yes, he's going to deal with them. He's going to judge them. But there are individuals in these nations who have a heart to serve the most high and they want to do this. They are being grafted in right now. The part about other nations serving us, that's a different topic. It's not these individuals that he's talking about. These individuals are becoming part. They're coming into the house. Right, I'm, I'm, before I bring it out, because it's Romans 11, I, what you said made me think about the commandment in Torah about when you plant a tree. Mm-hmm. How long are you supposed to wait before you reap the fruit? Was it uh, six years? Yeah, six or seven years. I can't think off the top of my head. Oh, no, oh, no, it was, it was three. three years. Yeah, it was three. I think it's three years. Yeah, he's right. It's three. We'll get back. I, I think I think you're right too. But that's patience. Yeah, you got to be patient with this tree because if you don't, if you would, if you reaped of it early, what would happen? It's not going to produce to its maximum. It's not going to be premature. It's going to be premature, and it's not going to bear as much fruit as it would have had you had left it on left it alone, like the commandment told you to. So mm-hmm. you, that in itself is teaching you to be patient with people. Got it right here. Go ahead. Uh, Leviticus nineteen twenty three, <clears throat> and we sh- and when you come into the land, and shall plant all manner of trees for food, then you shall count the fruit thereof as uncircumcised. Three years shall it be uncircumcised unto you; it shall not be eaten of. Uh, let me go to. Let me see if we go to twenty four. Why he getting that? Because uh, he talked about Israel being created. That's uh, an important thing because initially um, the creation of man from the beginning was always to serve, but because man did not do it, he said, I'm going to have to do this myself. So he created uh, Israel to do that. But the same thing is is also uh, in much likeness to what Moses, when he was going to destroy Israel and he was going to build a whole new Mm -hmm. nation. So the father... Because his first plan idea is not working, he's creating another means for for his will to come to pass. So it's Leviticus nineteen twenty three through twenty five. And when you come into the land and have planted all kinds of trees for food, then you shall recognize their fruit as uncircumcised. For three years it is an uncircumcised to you; it is not to be eaten. And the fourth year, all its fruit is set apart. Praise to Yahuwah. And in the fifth year, you eat its fruit so fifth that year. it increases its yield to you. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. You got to wait five years before you can even eat off of that tree. Now, I'm going to bring out the verses in Romans 11, which you're talking about, about being grafted in. And if you have not seen a video, I like I know some people don't really deal with plants or whatever. That's an awesome process mm-hmm. if you actually have to, if you ever actually seen that. That is, that's that's a beautiful thing to see that, uh, you know what I'm saying, just a green thumb actually working but all right so this is uh romans 11 i'm gonna start at verse uh i'm gonna start at verse 14 it says and this is shaul talking to rome you know what i'm saying the people in rome at the time for if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world what shall be the receiving of them be but life from the dead now this is talking about matter of fact i'm gonna I'm go up i'm gonna go up i'm gonna start at verse uh 11, this ver- the chapter starts out, I'm going to start at verse 1, I'm going to say that, uh, Romans 11, verse 1, I say then, have Elohim cast away his people? Y'all forbid, for I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the seed of, of the tribe of Benjamin, and then we jump down to verse 
11, it says, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Y'all forbid, but rather through their salvation is come unto, through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles for to, for to provoke them to jealousy. That's also in Deuteronomy 12 and 10, or yeah. is that what it, I think yeah. it is? And if you really want to get technical for those people who uh, follow 2nd Esdras, it's also in the uh, first two chapters of 2nd Esdras. So through the fall of Yashra, salvation was able to come into the Gentiles. For what reason? To provoke Yashra to come back. So now if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? So if I'm if he's doing this for uh, if he's allowing if he's allowing us to be able to come back, how much more great is it that when we do come back that it's gonna be when we were originally? If uh for I speak to you Gentiles, and as much as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, Ashraw. And might save some of them, for if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world. Mm -hmm. So if the casting away of Yasharal is a, allows for everybody else to come in, what shall the receiving of those that were casting away be but life from the dead? Which is prodigal son sounds like. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So and this was a and some instructions to those Gentiles to say if some of the branches be broken off, this is verse 17, and thou being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them. And with them partakers of the root and the fatness of the olive tree, boast not against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief. Why? Because of unbelief, they were broken off. And so, thou standest. Go ahead. So the original branches of the olive tree were broken off because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. All right, go ahead. And thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if Yahuwah spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also not spare thee. Mm -hmm. Behold, therefore, the goodness and the severity of Elohim on them which fail severity. But towards thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise you also shall be cut off. So He's not playing favorites. He's not a respecter of persons in the slight. There's no Israel only. There's no nothing, none of that. So the natural branches, some of it's not natural, all of them. Some of the natural branches are cut off because of unbelief. 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 But then he looks at these wild olive trees. I see some good branches. See some good branches based upon their belief. So he takes that and grafts it in. Grafts it in to the to the tree. Belief. All right. Romans 9. I speak the truth in Mashiach. I do not lie. My conscience also bearing me witness in the set-apart spirit that I have great sadness and continual grief in my heart. For I myself wish I could have been banished from Mashiach for the sake of of my brothers, my relatives, according to the flesh, natural branches, who are of Yashra'al Yisrael, to whom is the adoption and the esteem and the covenant and the giving of the Torah and the worship and the promises. Just want to hold right there and just say, in terms of the olive tree, it is the chosen olive tree. It is Yashra'al. Mm -hmm. So in order to get 
to salvation in order Jeremiah. to get through the Mashiach. Salvation is of the, the Yahudim. You must be you must Israel. Be Israel. You must be engrafted into it. it. Same way you can't get to the Father except through Yahusha. You can't get to Yahusha unless you submit yourself to Yahshua. Not submit is in a bad way because I know how everybody like to take that word. But to cleave unto it and to desire to do the will of Yahuwah. You got to you got to become part of the nation. Yes, you, you got to become part of the family. This is what just exactly you got to you you become part of the family. You don't you don't just say, well, I'm a Moabite and I choose to follow the ways of Yahuwah, but I'm also and a I'm Moabite. Do my Moabite I'm, stuff. I'm gonna do my Moabite stuff. No, you're yeah, I, yeah. you leave That's one gone. you leave one culture. Ruth, you are you are dead to that culture, and you now cleave. To another culture, which is Yasha'al, which is Yahuwah's people. And you become a part of his people, which is the adoption, the esteem, the covenant, the giving of the Torah, the instructions, the worship, and the promises. I continue reading at um, verse 5. Who is the fathers and whom the Mashiach or Messiah, according to the flesh, who is over all, Yahuwah be blessed forever. I mean, however... It is not as though the word of Yahuwah has failed, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. Mm -hmm. Just because you say you Israel, you may not be Israel. Neither are they children because they are of the seed of Abraham. Mm -hmm. So if you send you a seed of Abraham... That don't really mean nothing for real, for real. Your blood don't mean she. <laughs> <laughs> so neither are they called children because they're of the seed of Abraham. But in Yisak or Isaac, your seed shall be called. So here, here's the blessing of being an Israelite, right? When you are of the seed of Abraham, now, for us, it is a little different because, you know, we have to wake up to this. But even if we have that inheritance, right, the best way for me to explain, this is how I used to explain to some people. If I have a birthday party, right, it's my birthday. Okay. Now, I know this is some people who might, well, we don't celebrate birthdays. Just follow the example. <laughs> if I have a birthday party, it's my birthday. Okay. If somebody, if, you know, they if they do the whole cake thing, you know, that cake is supposed to belong to me. Right? Any gifts that are supposed that are given, they're mine, right? Let's say the gift that's given to me is a PlayStation. It's my PlayStation, right? However, my friends can come over. They can play the PlayStation. They can eat of the cake. They can all all the festivities of the party, they can participate in. Right. But it was given to me. But now they can share in it. OK, we were given the Torah. We were given the commandments. Those things belong to us as Israelites. Other nations, people from other nations want those things. People. Right. Not the whole nation. Individuals. Individuals. OK. And if they are willing to say, you know what? I want to come. I want to keep the Torah. I want to. You can share. And as Ezekiel states, those people will receive an inheritance. Why? 
Because somebody who had the party decided, I don't want this, mm-hmm. and they, they left, fun over and there. they got kicked out. Unbelievable. I want to go to that party. Yeah. So, it all ties together. <laughs> uh, I want to bring up one of the last things I want to bring up is uh, Hebrews chapter 3. Uh, just starting at verse 13. I want to start at verse 12. It says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living Elohim. But exhort one another daily. Why? Because it's a daily battle. You're going to get stuff going to mm-hmm. come upon you every single day. Every day. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Mashiach if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. One of the reasons I bring that out is because we're talking about salvation. One of the analogies that one of my mores brought out was if you're out in the middle, you, you fall off a boat, you're out in the middle of the water. The Mashiach comes and swims out to you. I don't want to use him as an example because it's just a person comes and swims out to you. And now they don't, you know what I'm saying? You struggling, drowning, they don't pull you out the top of the water. Are you saved? Technically, no, because you got to get to land. You got to get back to the land. If you don't get back to the land, you still at, at risk. Yeah, you still at risk. So it, until the end comes, you're going to always be at risk. And the same way we said at the beginning of this, until the end comes, as long as you can breathe. As long as you can breathe. You can. You got a chance to change up and get back. So endurance is a major part into this. I want to go into more of this, but I'll get into another lesson as far as Hebrews right. or whatever. Yeah, but. so that's, that's, that's kind of like the Christian idea. Um you know, once saved, always saved. And that's not true that's because not true. let's be real here. Ain't none of us saved yet. None of us. Right. Not only are we still in our captivity, we cannot do the things. We can't serve you who the way we want to. We can't. I, I want to do. Listen, Tabernacles, that's my favorite feast day. Yes, sir. I'm trying to go out to Israel, but they got COVID restrictions. Right. I want to go out here and sacrifice some lambs just for free will. Father, I just want to. First of all, I can't get a lamb. I gotta have the high priest. High priest. I can't. I, I can't do that. And even if, do you really think this government is about to let me kill a lamb outside of a farm, outside of a, a factory, just out here? They're not gonna let me do that, right? There's a reason why you need Mashiach. Yeah, there's a reason for these things. Even even when we talk about marriage and things like that, there's a way that I want to run my family. And there's a way that I want my household to be that in this land, it's going to be very, 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 very difficult for me to do. Legally. Legally. Right. And I'm not, and I know some people are going to say, oh, he's trying to have more than one wife. I'm not even talking about that. I was actually talking about land, right? Owning land and things like that and how I want to grow crops and things. If, if, you, if you understood how this government has things set up, even for something like that, you got to go through all kinds of loopholes, loopholes and rigmarole and things like that just to get that done. So, it's we're we're not saved yet, right? But even outside of that, the things we were talking about today, our enemies, right? The the uh, principalities. Even though America does not have an official religion, when you look at the works of this nation, and when you look at all the the, the statues and the things on the back of the dollar bill, another conversation. District of Columbia, Baphomet. who you think Columbia is? They they are gods of this nation. 
we just as a nation do not worship them the same way ancient people did but they're still our gods of this nation mm-hmm. right we may not necessarily know them by name but they're the there people that's up there they know yeah they're there right so as long as we're still in this nation that's being ruled by these deities as long as our people are still sinning both in and out of the walk and particularly every time you turn on bet we're being encouraged to sin and then as long as we're dying right we're not saved yet when these things have been taken away that's when we'll be saved but as uh Yahoo said you have to endure to the end and then you will be saved so as long as you can it's all connected mm-hmm. <clears throat> well he just said it the best it's all connected um in closing salvation deliverance belief in Mashiach belief and obedience in the Messiah yes in terms of being called a seed of Yahuwah being called a child of Yahuwah it's concerning the seed of promise which was concerning Isaac right Isaac was a seed of promise Yahusha is a seed of promise so study on just ask the father for understanding Ask him to reveal his truth, his way, his light, his Mashiach, his son, his only begotten beloved son. So, in closing, we just want to say, uh, Yahuwah Barak you and guard you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you, show favor unto you. Yahuwah lift up his face towards you and give you shalom. Thus you shall put my name on the children of Yashar'al. And I myself should rock them, so be it in the name of Yahusha. Also, one more thing. Like, subscribe, comment to the Bread and Wine uh, Facebook page, Twitter. So, just want to say. Instagram, will be setting that up tonight. We set up Instagram tonight? Yeah, I'm setting it up tonight. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> I'm setting it up tonight. Do. I will. Anyway. From bread and wine to you all, we thank you for listening, and we say shalom. Shalom. Shalom.